0: All right. We stopped at the mysteries of God. Steward of the mysteries of God. How many of you accept that responsibility of being a steward of the mysteries of God? Okay. Concerning being a steward, I want to give you a quick principle that Jesus taught. And this has to do with the law of increase that I, um, in the minister's network, I've been teaching on the law of increase. The law of increase says like this. First of all, the system of heaven works by Principles and laws. The systems in heaven work by what? I'll write that down. The system in heaven works by principles and laws. And those principles and those laws are critical. If you want to progress on purpose, it's when you want to be intentional. Intentional. Um, Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven being like a man who found a a treasure. He sold everything that he had to get that treasure. Everything that he had to buy the fields and he bought everything. It sounded like he found some gold and he bought everything. He bought the whole field. But he didn't tell me? About it, right? So, Jesus began to explain about the kingdom of heaven having manna, living word that God will give you daily. And while he was talking about it, he said something interesting. He never forgot it. Jesus was talking about his own words that he gave his disciples, and this is what he said law of increase. He said, Whoever has, more shall be given whoever doesn't have, even what he has will be taken away. Wait, come out. That's how the kingdom works. It's a law. Jesus said, whoever has, and when he makes this statement, he's talking about the things that he had said already. He's talking about what he said. He's talking about revelatory ownership. Right? So the question is, in the mysteries of God, as stewards of the mysteries of God, do I have what type of ownership? Revelatory ownership. So You can write that down with a question mark. Do I have revelatory ownership? That means what Jesus said, the things Jesus said, do I own them? Do I own that revelation? Can I command that revelation? Now, I thought it was interesting when Jesus says, More shall be given. But you have to prove that you have what he's already gave, right? So that tells me also he's inspecting to see if I was able to hold him. If I was able to keep hold of what he said. And someone said, well, where did you find that? Uh, Mark 4.25. So when he's speaking... About revelation, about the knowledge of God, about the truth from God, you think, and here's the key to growth. If you can prove that you can hold on to what I said last year, I'll add more to you this year. If you can prove that you understand what I said to you right now, prove you understand it, hold on to it, then I will give you more. Because he doesn't like to build on top of incomplete understanding. Right? Because what is that so? You build on top of incomplete understanding, what is that so? Confusion. Right? Disorganization. So Jesus likes to make sure that he didn't waste his investment. And he says, for the person that cannot prove that they still have what I gave them, even what they have Will be taken away. And so that's why many people keep going around the mountain because they didn't learn the lesson at that turn in the mountain. There's a turn in the mountain, a place where you have to maximize your comprehension, your capacity for comprehension. I've got to maximize my ability to understand, I've got to dive in. How many of you have ever had a friend that you had this? You know, I have to keep telling you. You, 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 let me let me let me let me say it different. Let me say it different. Okay? I'll tell you what's wrong with this generation. This this is in many aspects the current generation today. In many aspects, many of them, they don't know what they're talking about. Do you know that the average music, the average pop song, the average Beyonce song, the average song by the most popular musicians doesn't rise above a fifth and a sixth grade level. And that's why so many young people are so dumb. They're just dumb. And any adult that spends their time listening to a bunch of dumb people that don't rise above the fifth and sixth grade level in training others to sing the song and rehearse it and play it for hours, you're being dumbed down. So that when real knowledge comes, you don't know how to process it. You don't know how to handle it. If someone comes telling you something that can help your life, the R.T. is not going to pay one of your bills. None of those, none of those internet junkies, none of those music junkies, none of those people who are feeding you dumbed-down lies on a liberal agenda. None of them are going to show up when you go apply for a job and lobby for you to get the top pay in that job. No, you're going to end up working at a Walmart end up working at McDonald's, you end up working some low-level job, frustrated in your life, because what you gave your time to did not feed you, it didn't benefit you, it didn't multiply you, it didn't advance you. I don't apologize for being wise in the Lord. I don't apologize for the wisdom of Daniel. I don't apologize for the wisdom of Solomon. I don't apologize for knowledge. I don't apologize for vocabulary. The vocabulary I have, I spent thousands of hours reading dictionaries in the third grade. When no one around me was reading dictionaries, I was reading dictionaries in the third grade. My daddy taught me. He said, if a man can teach you reading, he can teach you. If a man can beat through reading, he can beat through thinking. That made it my business. No one's going to beat me thinking. I was engaging lawyers by the time I was in the third grade. They've been kind to me. And and, and in the black culture, in the black culture, and I don't care what people think about it, I'm just going to say it the way it is. What's celebrated is not intellect. We celebrate if you can shoot a pigskin inflated with air through a metal rim 10 feet in the air, and everybody goes, ah! And women will take half their clothes off and dance on the sideline because you can shoot a pigskin through the sky and play basketball. And then when you come over, everybody celebrates. Oh, you walked in. While the kid in the same family who's in those books is being ridiculed and called, you want to be white, and you you think you're white because you're in the books. In the black culture, we celebrate the person who can tell the best jokes. We celebrate the person who can keep everyone's game. We celebrate the class clown, Whoever can come over and make everybody in the family laugh. It's upside down in the black community. What's last on our list is education. Then we send our children to failing schools. And then instead of teaching them better and paying the teachers more, we'll lower the bar so they can graduate. And all you did was lower the you created a dumbed down generation. But I refuse to be a part of intellectual apathy. Intellectual apathy is a crime against your soul cardinal sin in the realm of progressive knowledge is intellectual laziness. I said the cardinal sin, highest sin, the cardinal sin in the realm of inter... the cardinal sin in the realm of progressive knowledge intellectual laziness. If any man will not use his mind, he deserves capital punishment. Off with the head. You have a magnificent brain. You were made in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. Progressive knowledge is your portion. You ought to grow beyond where you were last year. You ought to grow beyond where you were last year. You ought to grow beyond intellectually where you were last year. Pick up a book and read it. You read it. You train that, old, train that old nasty soul. That This soul is nasty. This old soul lives in the gutter. How many of you have to fight thoughts all the time and go, get out of here. Where they come from? You get targeted by billboards and targeted by advertising and targeted by... Everything is targeted to make you think in the, in the gutter. But when you hear thoughts that bring out the best in you, you want to reject that. And i tell you that culture, but you know the Chinese don't do that. The Chinese, their kids are... By the time our kids are doing algebra, their kids are on trigonometry and calculus. That's why. Right and they're raising the bar. They're not lowering the bar. They actually censor the nonsense that comes out of the United States. They censor it over there. And they block it so none of the people can get it. Upside down. Upside down. Senators, senators, senators call and get my opinion. Often. Multiple senators. I've had multiple senators call me. They want my opinion often. I've been invited and helped take laws. And then I have three laws that I helped write that were presented. They didn't get picked up and in this year. They might get picked up. Come on, somebody. Wise men seek out wise men. If you're dumb, ain't nobody seeking you out except other dumb people. And then you just got a whole click of dumbness. The only thing you got to show for it is some get you for first. You can't afford You got a car with, with, with 22 inch rims, and your Becky is suffering, and you can't afford it. Roaches eating up everything, and then you're going to be. you. Don't, you, don't you got money for rims, but you don't have money for education. You want that out for it. Go buy a book. Play a war on this one. If you want to impress me, tell me the last book you read. Anything else is intellectual apathy. I refuse. I refuse to participate in feeding the paradigm of ignorance. Intellectual you would be wise, you hang out with people, that are wise. That's not in my notes, but I just felt like going there. Jesus, oh, I was reading something. Get back to it. Y'all still like me? You just think you like. How did white become associated with acquisition of knowledge? Why do you have to think you're better than someone because you pursue knowledge? If you are the class clown, you get celebrated. If you're athletic, you get celebrated. And if you can sing like Whitney, you get celebrated. Nobody suffered to being Carson. Intellectual giant, i don't you. Breakthrough in separating conjoined twins that were joined at birth and Incredible. Don't you want to be a thought leader? How many thought leaders in the house? How many thought leaders in the house? I mean, when you really go there and start leading, oh, I just want to get out there with thought leading, people will write down what you think. Can you hear me? Every week of my life, I walk into rooms with people who don't know me. After I open my mouth, they don't know me as Dr. Hatcher. They don't know me as the Hatcher. He's a strange bunker. So when I say something, they're like, that, you know, And then there are others that take note. Every week of my life is spent with people making That's been happening to me for 40 years. I've been walking in that for 40 years. I've got something from God a steward of the mysteries of God. To him who has, more will be given. I proved to the Lord that I had what he said and could regurgitate what he said. And I began to put it out. He said, baby, i got to fill you up and give you more because you're putting it out. I don't want your influence. You're working for me. I'm about to fill that well all the way up. My well gets full. I don't walk around in So cool it's world. Now, just real quick, black people and half the United States, this is the only nation where half the white people of the Blue and half the other white people of the Confederate gray, had a fight over freedom of action. And then you get some woke. Uh, Professor though. now it was about economics. It's not economic, no, there were people who died. I'm not sending my friends to die from crazy war just for economics. They believed in something. And there were black people all over the United States that were free. They were not enslaved slavery. That's a lie. But here's the truth. In certain areas where slavery was prominent, in a lot of those places, in the gray areas, if you were black, you tried to read card you got, got other, you got, you got with because reading and knowledge was condemned. We, read, I thought we wrestled not against, but against principalities and powers. So devils, demons, oh my, were using the leaders of the day to keep black people disenfranchised from knowledge. And I tell you the real reason why black people, if they learn to read, they're gonna pick up the good book. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll do it. I want to be free. I want my children to be free. I heard you cry the same way I heard the slaves in Egypt. My children, and I set them free. But black people, when they were trying to read, they were condemned. They were denied. They were punished. Those who would not learn how to didn't read, we learned how to tell good stories what we did. So, the black, the elder black leader and the humorous black man, the elder black leader and the humorous black man and the big buck that was supposed to make a bunch of babies for the plantation, they would get together and that's who the leaders were. One was known for strength, one was known for how good he could tell a story, and the other one was known for being And that became the cast way of thinking that brought elevation and status in black culture. Because you weren't allowed to read it. Get away from them books, boy. You know, master the white man, he ain't going to let you have books. But there were people who fought for the emancipation of African Americans, black people. There were white people, there were Indians, there were people that you're the history. I did the research. I found a bunch of white people that died at the same time of Nectar Met- ever. How I many of you read that? On it, I said a bunch of white people died at the same time of Nectar ever who was fighting for the NAACP and the advancement of black people at the same time. You know why you said did They stood up. Some were lawyers, white lawyers. They got their houses kicked in, got firebombed, and even got murdered. But that's not what you see when you see everybody marching. You don't see them. No, all white people are pigs. That's a lie. Our freedom came because God used men and women who listened to Him. You give Him a praise. I'm saying something. I don't. I don't deal with woke lies, and I don't like to talk to woke people that are drunk on woke lies. I go back and I look at the history pictures before they can erase them, and I see white people, Indian people, and I see people of all different cultures. Standing there with Martin Luther King Jr. marching, and they got ridiculed, persecuted, and some died. So for you to make it an all-black thing means that you are a liar to the history of our nation. God used the blood of all men to set all men free. And we will not rest. Until the truth is heard, people are liberated from the lie, which allow the black folks to be on the rise. If I want to be a black Israelite, I want to be a blackness and live to the resurgence of the Black Panther, the new Black Panther party. You realize that when people see this on the internet and they part of those party parties they target you as an enemy, because I don't I'm, I don't I don't swallow the poison for it. Why would I embrace darkness? Why would I embrace darkness when I am made to live in the light as he is in the light? Those of you who are prejudiced against all people, got another hard deal for you to follow. You are born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of God to salvation to the Jew first and to the Gentiles. Now, watch this. You are saved if you love Jesus. Now they met? Yeah, huh? You are born again to the Jewish carpenter. And you've been you've been grafted into his roots. So, why would you put any other thing above your heritage in the Lord Jesus Christ where you're seated from above? None of those people died for you. None of them bled of their blood so you could be justified in the sight of God Almighty. So, for me to be prejudiced would be to trample the blood of God. And I am at war against ignorance. We should be at war against ignorance also. Anybody at war against ignorance? Amen. So, whoever has, more will be. through the God that you take what he gave you, and then he'll do what? He'll give you some more. And then you align your internal principles with the external work he's called you to do, and then he will increase your territory. All right, well, good. So, the mysteries of God, that word steward, account of us as stewards of the mysteries of God, appointed me unto the manager, the overseer. Here. Now, I'm going to give you a checklist. I want you know to use the test. And everyone sees the test up there on the screen. Now, this is a broom test. You see the test box on, on the screen. You don't see it? You can it. Say? All right. God is trusting you. To make the right decisions, the wise and right decisions. Are we at PowerPoint? What type of decision? That's the secret to multiplication. The steward who had the talent and did the wise thing and the right thing was multiplied. So God is trusting you to make what type of decision? All right, in this season, what type of decisions are you going to consistently make? Concerning people that you hook up with, concerning relationships you form. I mean, hook up means different things in this generation. So let me me, me reframe that. You should connect with, that you form deep relationships with, in the agape of God. Alright, so the office of stewardship gospel mysteries is one. How are you doing at stewarding you can put an X or a check mark there or a question mark. How are you doing at stewarding the gospel mysteries? How many truths in God's word do you know? How many principles do you know in God's word that you That when you get ready to do something, does that Principles from the Word show up that tells you whether you're doing or not good. That makes sense. How The Gospel mystery how many do you share with others during the week that you don't know? Talents what talents do you have? What talents do you have or not have? Have you been using them? The person who used their talents was wise and faithful, who used their talents was multiplied. He gave that person five more talents beyond the talents they have. That's called increase. All right, then there's gifts, gifts of the spirit. How many gifts of the spirit? Don't raise don't, don't, don't yell out loud. Just hold up your fingers. Write down on a piece of paper how many gifts of the spirit All right, write it down. It shouldn't take you more than two seconds. One one thousand take more than two thousand seconds, two seconds, take more than ten seconds if you don't know. All right, everybody write it down. Because this is a test. Now whisper to the next person, decide you, tell them the number of gifts of the Spirit you there are. Come on, just tell them. Everybody tell somebody. How many gifts of the Spirit are there? Y'all ready? Who wrote down nine? Raise your hand. There are nine. All right. Those nine gifts are divided into how many categories? Don't, don't say anything. Write it down. Those nine gifts are divided into how many categories? Tell your neighbor what you you think. All right, you ready? Tell them, tell somebody. All right, who said said three categories? Raise your hand. All right. All right. I still got some of y'all hanging in there. What are those three categories divided into? They got a title for each of those three categories. All right. Tell your neighbors, know, the three categories, what's the name of? I better quit. All right. How many of you said? How many of you are you still working on it? All right. Who said mind gifts? Nobody? Mind gifts. Mind gifts are revelation gifts, a word of wisdom. That's where God works with your mind. Out of that gift, he has to speak to you and you have to understand what he said. And then you have the choice to communicate what he said, right? That's a mind gift. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of prophecy. Then you have, who said, vocal gifts. Do. Who said power gift Just one. You did good. Give yourself a hand. You did real good. <laughs> Boy, they're holding out on me right now. I'm like, man, I, I'm going to go buy some cloth. Rod Parsons Church. So you've got different types of gifts power gift, working gift, the lay, laying on of hands, uh, the gift of healing. you got to work the gift. Vocal gift, inspiration gift. Vocal means a gift of prophecy, speaking in tongues and interpreting these things you have to say. Some things you think, some things you say, some things you do. The gift of faith. you got different categories of the gift. Now, how do I know which talent I have? We've been so secularized in the church that we took the gifts assessment test that identifies your talent at administration. Jesus gave you all kinds of talent. Hey, organizational talents, even people in the world have those gifts. Administration talents. even So these gifts are left undone, but we really don't know them and how they work. How can I multiply something or use it intentionally I don't know how it works? Over the next weeks, we want to get down to how it works, and then life. How many of you have been given stewardship over the life you live? How you doing? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the best, what would you rate yourself at how well you are using the gift of life? Go ahead, like seven and ten. You're being faithful and you're being wise in your decisions. Of what you this, that you make with your life. I mean, when Dumb Dumb is trying to get your attention, you ain't interested. Can y'all hear me? But single folk in the room. I can say it just plain as day. When 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 uh, an offer comes that's going to that derail you from what God made you to do, you go, "No, I know my purpose. I know what my life was meant for. So I'm not about to waste my life on the altar." of selfish advancement and leave God's will undone. No, I'm doing the will of God. That's what it's all about. My life is not for sale. I want to hear good and faithful service. Well done. All right, how about the knowledge of his will? On a scale of one to ten, how clear are you about this specific knowledge of what God made you to do? And I'm not talking about, you know, be a good Christian and love everybody. What did Jesus do? I, I mean, you know what God made you to do. God made me to be a in the body of Christ and in the world. I'm not talking about what everyone is called to be a light. Specifically, what are you made to do? Because until you know what you're made to be, you're somewhat as good. People who don't know their own purpose often adopt someone else's purpose. They're like a little old chameleon just sitting Become everything to everybody so you didn't know who you were. You didn't know your heritage, your values, value. Learn your value. Learn your word. Get the knowledge of his will. I can't do that because I know God's will for me. Knowledge of God's will will cause you to say no to something and yes to other things. And yes to other things, but no to something because I know his will. Well, the direction you go is not for me. I know what you're trying to give me, but that ain't for me. That might be that ain't for me. I know the knowledge of his will. I've learned that God usually speaks when I'm ready to obey how many of you want to hear from God more then what do you need to be ready to do tell your neighbor obey now look him in the eyes and say you, obey Here you didn't have nobody you, obey God usually speaks and gives knowledge of his will when we're ready to obey That's the secret. You get all stuck if you just start saying yes to God and stop being a knucklehead. Tell God, yes, I will obey. Show me what you made me to do. I will obey. So God is trusting you to make the rise and white right, right decision. Tell your neighbor, God's trusting you. All right now. You keep making the right decision, and I want you to notice our guy Joseph. He's in a mess. He's, he's, he's been falsely accused. He goes to prison. He's doing a hard time. He's in a capital offense against one of the leaders of the nation. Now he's doing a hard time for attempted rape. It's from that place that God promotes him. He is a slave sold out by his family, and He did not understand his relevance towards him. and they said, "Behold, the dreamer comes. Let us we'll him. play him, and then what will happen to his dream?" So he's a man who's under. He's got interrupted destiny because he shared his dream with the wrong folks. He shared his dream. Is someone he thought was a brother, but actually that was a dream thing. Dream things is the of the life you do. The advantage of And just like in a little and, 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 and lobster, you put a bunch in a bucket and one's getting ready to crawl out the freedom, the other's going reach up and grab them that, that. You got to identify those crawdads and lobsters in your life that are dream things. They will represent delay, denial, and derailment. But I want you to notice something, and I wanted someone to get free. Before you go blaming everyone else for your mission, what if you just haven't been managing your mind, your mouth, and your life right? What if you don't know enough about your talents to manage you? What if you don't know enough about stewardship so that you stay out of a financial bind that causes you to be caught up with felony Financial. And so what if God says, I can't bless you economically and financially with the big blessing because you haven't learned how to manage your money right, handle the books right, and just resist the urge to take this from over here to do that and this from over here to do that. And then you've got a piercing of the shield where you've taken your own account and use your own account to it to your business work. And now they can come after every asset that you privately own because you didn't keep the balance between your personal assets and your business assets. Your business assets, the reason why you file a business with the state, and the reason why you get those licenses and you get those approvals to do business in that state, and the reason why you get that from the United States, can I tell you why? Because when you do business, If someone sues you, that corporate business has a corporate shield that protects you and your personal assets from being a part of a lawsuit. So they can't take your house. They can't take your money. They can't seize your savings account or freeze your 401k. Unless you are crossing over your personal finances and your business account. And vice versa. You can't use your personal account like a piggy bank. God said, I'd rather not advance you economically and financially until you've heard that there are traps inside of this system. That Satan will use it. Jesus said it like this. Jesus said this. I paid attention. Jesus said it like this. He said, when you are in a conflict or in the way or in a situation, Jesus said, with your adversary. They're coming against you. Jesus said, agree with your adversary. How fast? Mind shout quickly. He said, Agree with them quickly. Or else they get you hooked up with the the, the uh, officer, the officer with the judge, and they get you in prison and you won't get out till you paid the last penny. Now, why would Jesus say that to his disciples? Why would Jesus take his disciples and stand in their in front of them and say, Look, when you deal with systems in the world, Satan is going to try to use those systems to get you caught up. And then you're reaching in your money pocket, paying thousands of dollars for lawyers, thousands of dollars in a battle, with not knowledge, knowledge in advance could have kept you out of the snare and out of the trial. He said, agree with the adversary quickly. they're going to turn you over to the judge and the officer. Then you go to jail and you won't get out until you pay the last penny. Why would he tell the man who walked on water? Why would he tell the sons of thunder? Why would he tell his disciples that have been raised in the dead? Oh, just use your faith. The all going to be fired. That's not what Jesus said. He said, look. Yeah, yeah, he's practical. He's real. He said, look, there are some things that can get you caught up that fast. Anybody ever had to pay a lawyer for stuff? Happen quick. Raise your hand if you've ever had to pay a lawyer. Oh, all you oh, have to All you have to God is saying you need to stay out of that. That's why pay your insurance on your car. If you won't be on the road driving, pay your insurance. House and all that kind of stuff. Pay your bills. You want to be out of here without cover. So you need to take inventory. You have to admit one thing. You ready for this? You ready for this? Your lack of moving forward is not your leader's fault. Your lack of moving forward is not your husband's fault, not your wife's fault, not your pastor's fault, It's not your mama's fault for your childhood. The Bible says, until the time that his word came, then the word of the Lord tried him. Joseph was going to be there until God said it's time for you to come out. God has your the palm of his hand. You've been blamed upon people because you've not willing to blame yourself. When I get ready for you to come out, who can stop me? I thought I would stop. God already proved that when I get ready to break Pharaoh down, I break Pharaoh down in a heartbeat. Come on, I'm in control of the sun, the moon, the star. I mean, listen, how can a plague roll through Egypt and target and take out only the firstborn? But everyone who had the blood of the lamb over there was untouched. Come on, somebody. When God's ready for you to come out, not a devil in hell can stop it. Why would you give Pharaoh, your adversary, the power of God in your life? Stop me. God is like, I'm on the other side of your word. That is the So when your promised word meets a time of fulfillment, nobody can stop it. When ultimate destiny, destiny for your life meets the appointed time. When the time comes, you will be ready and in position or not you be either ready and in position, or you'll be not ready. And most believers, because they haven't settled internal principal issues, end up not ready. And that's why the Bible says, many there are that are called, but... How many are chosen? All right, now, how many is that out of ten? A couple is two. A few is probably two. So out of ten believers... Only few don't get that at least talk Out of a hundred believers, only thirty. A few out of a hundred is thirty. Come on, make the grade, make the cut. Stop blaming, stop shadow banning people today stepping on your anointing. Prove yourself in private. Prove yourself in your private prayer closet. Get the favor of God. Wrestle with God until He answers. And the Bible says, "God who sees in private will reward you openly." You can tell, I don't like excuses. Luke twelve. 41 to 44. Just to say, no excuses. I didn't say people didn't do dirty stuff. I didn't say people didn't convey you. I didn't say they derail you. What I'm saying is, they're not in charge of your destiny. They don't have to all up. I'm in the to at midnight. He comes the earthquake. I like, I'm not ready for you to be locked up. I'm sitting in the earthquake. Keep coming out. Peter's in jail. Peter. Angel walks in. Hey, time to go. The door is open. And God's ready to set you free and bring you into something and nobody can stop him. He's God by himself. God will give you favor. But some of us haven't learned how to work with our favor. And this is how you got to work with your, your favor and that means making wise decisions and knowledgeable decisions. Oh, can I give you something else I want to throw in right here? God gets ready to bless you extra. I want you to really taste it. Ready? Pay attention to this. God gets ready to bless you sometimes. In New relationship. Come on. You can go at it. The Tinsman Redeemer. God gets ready to really bless you. Naomi and Ruth. All the sins of God gets ready to really bless you. So sometimes the doorway to new beginning. beginning. set by God. But like you can't you can't wait on the one set by God. You might be something impossible. But yeah, you might have to wait out five bad ones, like Yeah, you might have five no's before you get to that six yes. Maybe anywhere to wait. Are y'all here? Well, what did I say the go away to the new, sometimes by a new right? Wait for the one that don't have a bunch of about. You know, some people are nothing. Oh, you ain't the one. That's a I know you five days and you already got something. uh message. Uh-uh. No, I ain't getting with you. I have to carry a binky around all the time. You are emotionally immature, emotionally adolescent. You are psychologically crippled, and I'm not the one. Your mama should have raised you. It's not my job. Okay, I better get it back over here. Oh, okay. Sometimes God will present at the door. Before you enter the door, it's preceded by knowledge. God will start bringing new knowledge you've never heard. Right? That's your cue to dive into it. You no, know, God, that didn't come to me full time. In different ways and ain't connected. Oh, I need to dive into that. And then you begin to study. Because your knowledge now prepares you to do what? Go through the door. that That's all being pre. Hey, no, uh-uh, the door opened and you're in there, and now you're like, okay, go so get some knowledge. How do these talents work? Pastor then gave me this position. How do these talents work? What's the nine gifts you're talking about? Oh, yeah, I better go study the fruit of the Spirit because the nine gifts are going attract some trouble. <laughs> all right, Peter said to him, Lord, speak this parable to us or to us all. And the Lord said, Who is that faithful wise steward? His Lord will make rule over his household to give them their portion of meat in their season that when the Lord comes, he finds them so doing, he will make him ruler over all. All right. We're running down, down to the end of this. First Peter 4.10. I want you to read this out loud with me, please. As every man has received the gift. Stop. Every man, every believer received. What are you supposed to do with it? Tell your neighbor, my job is to minister to you. Well, let me show you the truth. I'm going to show you the truth. Many believers come to church. You go to ministry functions, And you're so destitute, so broke, so needy that You can give anything to anyone else. time you show up is receiver mode. You need to show up in receiver mode and giver mode. Every man... Maybe the same one to another. What do you have to give? What do you have to deposit? That's why sometimes in church I say, turn around and pray for the person next to you. Pray life. Don't say something crazy. Because I'll rebuke you. Pray life into them. Speak life. Have a redemptive word for their soul. That's teaching you to do what? Impart and give one to another. To care about someone else over yourself because in getting their needs and helping to meet their needs, law sowing and reaping, you get your needs back. And I do have times where it ain't about nobody but me. That's how bad I'm hurt. And I'm not saying we don't have those times. So it's all right. I don't care if you drag yourself in here and it's all about you for a little bit. Just don't let it stay a lot of it. We're going to get you healed and we're going to get you off that woe is me cycle. And you're gonna go on to be a functioning member of the body of Christ, ready to contribute whatever member has to give to the body. That's how it works. We're gonna grow you up out of that deficit. All right. Now read this part with me. Y'all gonna like this. The way we end today is gonna to be really cool. Are you ready? Read that last part. And let's go. As stop, read it louder. All right, that word "good" is kalos in the Greek. might say kalos in the Greek. All right, so if you're a good steward, by default, that means it's possible to be you. A... were all those things I put up with the checklist, but now I'm giving you a checklist to see whether you're being a right. The good steward. That word steward is a koinomous. We've been looking at that word a It means steward. That word manifold is, nanopho is the Greek word poikilos. Somebody say poikilos. I don't know why I want to tell a joke about that, but okay. All right, poikilos. And the word that is charis. From which we get charisma. Krishna. anointed but also can translate out the grace of God. As good stewards of the manifold, apparent, present grace of God. So if you notice how everyone is ministering one to another, ministering the same one to another, and when they're ministering to each other, what do they be? The manifold, the The medical grace of God. So This is how we read this. When you rightly use when you rightly use the gifts entrusted to you by Jesus for the good of his brethren you belong to the God created class. You know they say first class, second class, right? Preferred class, right? You rightly belong to the God created class of Aloy according my pocalis charitos theo. Baby. Now what does that mean? Good stewards of the mysteries of God. How many of us want to be a good steward of the grace of God and the mysteries of God? So coming into that season where God blesses you and increases you, He's going to do it by principle because you are a a good steward. Tell your neighbor be a good steward. I'm going to say, well, are you serious? Yeah, I am. So the goal, and we, we put this up yesterday. I'm going to put this up because it's something that I showed you yesterday. Some of you that weren't here can take a picture of it. This is what we're concentrating on at Believer's Connection, Leaders Church, Minister's Network, because we want you to be a good steward and we want you to be proficiently trained to cross over so that you can operate in each one of these areas effectively, efficiently, as a good steward. Making efficient and effective use of your time. Abilities. How many abilities? I would like you to do between today and tomorrow is write down every ability that you say God I want you to write down every ability. You're doing an inventory. How many of you will do that? You will do this inventory. I want you to write down, and it's okay if your list isn't that long. Because you're going to be proficient and faithful with the one you have and what Jesus is going to do. He said, we are going to put the law of multiplication because you're faithful. And because you use what he's giving you around the giftings and abilities you have, he's going to multiply that and give you more because you're using that. The, the utility, uh, the best way for you to understand that is take your hand, watch me. My hand, I've got a utility belt. Here. I'm an electrician. I've a utility belt. i got my pliers and I've got a screwdriver and I've got an electric tester. I've got all kind of tools on I got some wire on one belt. Some believers, when they walk in, they know it. Man, they got this going on. They got the whole armor of God, God going on. They didn't drag their sword the church. No, this in their sheet. They're ready to go with somebody. And I know what this tool does. I know what this tool does. I know what that tool does. I know what that gift of the Spirit does. I know what this gift of the Spirit Man, I'm about to have a bunch of fun. You know why? Because God's versatile children have the most fun. Somebody say that with me. God's versatile children have the most fun. Say it out loud. God's versatile children have the most fun. Say it again. Say it a little louder. Oh yeah, some days are exciting. One day God Using me to cast out devils. The next day, God is using me for healing of the sick. The next day, God is using me taking out that prophetic tool. Oh, yeah, baby. Woo! Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And the Bible says, covet earnestly the best gift. It says, desire earnestly the best gift. He's willing to give all of it. So some believers walk in and then they keep a Then, Pastor can walk over to you and say, Look, I need to. And he knows you're gonna do it right as a good steward. You're not gonna You're not gonna say anything under my hand. And watch this. You're not gonna be praying for them one minute. Oh God, here's running. And then three weeks later, you're in front of the water cooler, and I can't believe Pastor made that decision. I wouldn't make that decision. I'm saying you, he don't know what you're doing. Last church I was at didn't do it like this. You ain't at the last church you were at. You're at this church. So the pastor, every time he asks you to pray for someone, he's releasing you to be a confident in the spirit. Can you hear me? Why would you undermine the authority that gave you the authority and the license and the privilege to pray for the saints? To counsel the saints, to witness the saints. They help in their discipleship. So when somebody is, is undermining leadership and bold enough to talk to you about it, just go, poor oh, baby, they don't even know what they're doing. Pastor trusted me to be a minister to them of the good things of God. And here I am tearing down leadership, tearing down the church, tearing down this department. And you know, the department leader in my area, is, I think pastor just later the department leader. Mother in law. Yeah, but then sister ain't watching her behavior and how she responds to people. And so you can't feed the bitterness that you're trying to uproot. You gotta stay an example of the believers in conduct, no matter how that's one of the principles of leadership. Even if they act ugly towards me, passing out that time Inside, I want to slap them, but in and then I got to go home and get on my knees and say, "Lord, give me grace." And you know that rubbed me wrong. They'll give me grace. And God's like, "I'm gonna give you grace," but you're not going to undermine leadership that you serve me in that house. You're going to deal with the internal principles. You don't agree with your leader, That's when I talk to you. I mean, you go and have a personal conversation. And most of it is kicking out. It ain't even serious. It ain't even deep. It's surface. Most of it's preference. God is trying to set us up to get into big fights, big battles. You're fighting over Mickey Mouse stuff. Stop fighting over Mickey Mouse stuff. You can go on and get into the battle that you made for. And Goliath will come around the corner and he'll knock his head off with a rock. And you hear me? You like that, didn't you? All right. And then operations. How does it operate? I need you to, I want you to be able to, I want you to be able to explain how the kingdom operates. How the kingdom operates. Can I show you one way to see them operate? I need you to pray for me, sir. Please pray for me. Because I, I just, my head hurts all the time and I don't feel good. Just pray for me. And the devil's attacking my head. She's attacking my head. She's trying to pray. Well, what if a word of knowledge comes and says, uh, she says, How many, how much coffee do you drink? I don't know. What do you mean? I just told you to pray for a devil. So I can get physical healing. She said, "I said, well, two pots today." He's like, "It ain't a devil. It ain't a devil. I, 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 the caffeine. How I many knocks you drink? How I many monster drinks you drink? Right? What's your sugar intake? Now you have the devil at the doctor is talking about the devil attacking you. No, it was that exercise of pie attacking you." You got attacked by a piece of peach cobbler. That was the issue. Systems, how they work. Somebody say systems. God wants you to understand your biology. It wasn't the devil that cost you your job. It was you being late to work. Because you stayed up too late watching YouTube. I'm not the devil. See, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do that. You've been doing that a long time. That that, that devil's sitting over there with a bag of popcorn watching the show. You're an autopilot. So when you understand how systems work, you don't undermine your own ability. You want to learn to work with the systems, right? So learn how the systems operate. Not only civil systems, biologic systems. You want to learn how spiritual systems work, right? Spiritual systems. And then mantles. You want to be careful with that mantle thing because so God's serious about it. I'm not going to spend no time there. So the final slide is here. Oh, I will say something. you got to know how to handle you know, with certain people. Have you ever had a child come and tell you? you start getting all huffy with you? you say, oh, wait a minute. I don't know who you think you're going. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. How many of you have ever had to say that? Right? Put something in your bed. Uh, no, uh-uh, I'm not your girlfriend. Right was before we was married. That was all. No, I'm your wife. I'm your husband. All right? You like? Oh no, somebody Uh, uh-uh. you don't get to just go and not say what you're doing. You got to. Yeah, yeah. That's a system. And that's hard as a woman, ain't it? You got to submit to the I love the whole Bible, but there's one verse: why I'd submit to your husband i got problems with that verse. You drive, submit, you go, oh, who are you going to put that to? somebody? submitting. Well, there's another verse in the Bible that says, submit one to another in the fear of God. Come on somebody, that's in there too. But when you learn the systems, you can stay clear of the rock. Stay clear of the trouble. So when you talk about mental, sometimes you got to know when. Mama is talking. Daddy is talking. And, and and I got one. to talk to family. It's tough when your pastor is your, your brother. Any 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 relative can. It's tough when the pastor is is your, is your daughter and your son-in-law. You're like, oh, <laughs> tell him I said that. He's not in here. So that's tough. when when but you gotta learn the difference when the pastor hat is on. And then we might leave here and go to Papa Dupuis. And he got on the brother hat. But the right subject come up and he just shifts and you didn't realize it. So you're talking to the brother and not the pastor, he didn't change hats. So when ministry is happening and you walk through the door of the church, you got to know which mantle is manifest while ministry is going on. sometimes it's prophet mode and prophet mode ain't playing. Apostle mode ain't playing. The grace you get from pastor mode, you ain't going to get from apostle mode. You're going to get, here's the principle. Here's how it applies in the architecture of your life. Why aren't you doing it? Let me like Oh, baby, you know, we just walked you through this. You've been around this same mountain 15 times, billion times. I'll it. Oh, no, Possible is like, we look for this. Uh-uh. You're about to just sat down and remove every position. And last time it was two months. This time it's probably going to be sick. mode is not even joking. You're about to hold your account before and I'd like to advance What's your time? at this thing, I want an account of it. Please have it on my desk and you saw it, having i ready and, and uh, I'll give you 30 days for you to go. This is my last time to do, so get like yeah, like Don't waste my time. The apostles are more like, don't waste my time. Strong meat belongs to my poor fillets. I didn't come here to talk to babies. I came here to grow up the tree. Let's sit here to grow up the church. And you've got to pray. I'm here to grow up the church. How, how are you going to grow up if I'm talking down to you like? Like you are adolescent. I'm going to speak to you according to the, the height and the posture and the potent capacity. I'm going to speak to you high posture. Your posture. Your posture in a high place. So you've got to discern which man about out there. And then that wonderful be wonderful. I think it's more evangelistic. you don't need an evangelist right now. It's time to give birth to any baby, you need an evangelist. Right now, it's time to get a, knee, a knee on your bones.